He was born with a congenital heart defect, hypoplastic left heart syndrome. That sounds pretty severe. But 10-year-old Jack Foley has essentially half a heart. And doctors cautioned his parents that he might not survive when he was born, that he likely wouldn't be able to participate in any level of physical activity, but with the help and support of a tremendous network of doctors and family, our Super Jack has proven everybody wrong. So <laughs> I want to just say welcome to Super Jack for coming on and joining us today. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm really happy that I got a chance to talk to you today because your story is so inspiring, <laughs> so uplifting. I know you probably don't think so, but <laughs> you have a great story, and I can't wait to share it with people. And we're joined right now by his pediatric cardiologist, Dr. Sean Levchuk. Sean, can you explain, you know, he, he talks in layman's terms that it's a half a heart. Exactly what is it? Well, you know, the normal heart is a four-chambered heart, and basically Jack was built with a two-chambered heart. Uh, so he has two chambers. Now, the hard part is that we all, in, in, in terms of heart function, the left ventricle is the most important chamber of the heart. And that's the one that does the work for the entire uh, entirety of our lives. And when you're born without that left, heart, left ventricle, you have to kind of figure out how to fashion the right ventricle to the left to, to do the job of the left ventricle while also doing the job of the right ventricle. So in Jack's case, he was missing that major pump and they're not interchangeable parts. Uh, morphologically and embryologically, these are two vastly different structures. It's like the difference between a golf club and a hockey stick, you know, both useful items, but not interchangeable. And that's how, you know, so what we had to do is basically make a five iron, a hockey stick. And that's how we were able, you know, the surgery goes. And I think, you know, naturally where the challenges are with this. And, you know, it really is only until the last 10 to 15 years that we've been able to get enough good results that we actually continue the operation. Because prior to, prior to the, you know, the 2000s, early 2000s, you know, there were, the options were not good and it was completely acceptable in medical in the, in the medical field to say, oh, I'm carrying a baby with this. I'm just going to end the pregnancy because the results were so poor. So the first question I have for you is, when did you fir first realize that you might be just a little bit different than other kids? I just, I just like never really thought about me being different to like an, an other kid with a norm, like a full heart. So I just did everything that like a, like a normal kid would do. And tell me what role did sports play in helping you overcome this? They, they like help. I love to play sports. They kept me healthy and they just kept me out of the hospital. 
Let me ask you something. Who was the first person who inspired you to start playing sports? Uh, probably one of them is definitely Dr. Lovejuck. My cousin, Michael, and one of my friends, we all love hockey together. They all just got me into hockey at once, and now I just love the sport. Well, that's awesome. I think, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about your cousin, Michael, and uh, but I, I want to talk a little bit about your family, if we could. How have they encouraged you, mom, dad, everybody else, grandma, grandpa? How have they encouraged you to basically set no limitations for you? Um, it would take me to my practices, to my games that I would have to play. So they knew that I loved the sport, so they just kept me. They just kept me going. That's that's awesome. I mean, you know what a nice family support system you have. Now, aside from sports for a minute, because we're going to talk about a lot of sports, what are some of the other things that you, your favorite things to do with your family, aside from sports? Okay. Um, I just, like, I love to play board games with them. <laughs> What's your go-to board game? Oh, uh, Monopoly. Or, yeah. Or, some, or, or se Sequence. Is that kind of a board game? Yeah. Okay, then sequence, yeah. That is cool. So so we'll talk about sports because I know how important sports are in your life. And I heard that hockey might be your favorite sport. Yeah, yeah it is. I like just, yeah, just, just a little bit. I just, not that much. I just, I, I don't like hockey that much. I could see the Islander curtains that are hanging in your bedroom. So <laughs> I'm yeah. going to assume that that's your favorite team. Yeah, yeah. And what what and and plus the color of your shirt and the color of your hair, you have to be an Islander fan. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that blue and orange. And what inspired you to become a fan of the Islanders? Oh, um, I for some reason I always just like the color orange. So then one day we, my cousin and my friend that I was talking about before, we got out of school. Oh, my friend said, oh, "You guys like hockey." Because me and me and my cousin were standing next to each other, we we both said yeah. And I asked them, "What team has orange in it?" He goes, "My friend goes, the Islanders. I like them now." I think that's awesome. That that's how you started. And I want you to tell me a story because when you play, you wear number fifty-five now. Yeah. And I was wondering. What was it about Johnny Boychuk on the Islanders that made you want to wear his number? Um, so one day we were watching the game. This was a few days after I found out that I really liked the Islanders. So I didn't really know that many players. So my dad looked up the roster. He just went through a bunch of names. And then Johnny Boychuk appeared. And then out of nowhere, I just, I just loved the guy. I would fight. I would like keep finding him on the ice everywhere. So I would just like him. Well, he's, he was a great player and a leader, not just a defenseman. He also is one of the leaders of the team. Now, did you ever get a chance to meet Johnny Boychuk? Yes. Um, what was that like? <laughs> it was fun. The first time that I ever met him, I got his stick. Wow. <laughs> How did, how did, what do you, you do? You just walk into the locker room and say, hey, 
Johnny Boychuk around? <laughs> so my mom, my <laughs> I don't know how she did it, but somehow she got me to meet up with him. But she still never tells me. She didn't tell me that day. So then I just, <laughs> so then I just met him after the game, and then he just gave me my stick. I mean, he just gave me his stick. I was like, and then, <laughs> and then I've met him a bunch of times after that. Your friends must be so jealous of you. <laughs> yeah. So, you, you know. stick is hanging up right above you, you, my bed. You keep it over your bed. That's a good place for your stick, you know, because it'll always remind you. The first thing you see in the morning when you wake up is your, yep. your best player's stick, right? I have his stick and Pat LaFontaine's stick. Who's that guy, Pat LaFontaine? Uh, I don't know. Mom, who is he? <laughs> I'm teasing because yeah. he, he's the head of this foundation, right? Yep. You, you have, you've met a lot of hockey players. Who are some of the other players you've met? I've met Robin Leonard. I've met I've met Grice. I have both of their sticks. Wow. I've met I've met Barzell once. Matt Martin, I've met a couple of times. Well, actually, you had a great heart surgeon, right? That helped yeah. you first first and foremost. Uh, but now you've got a cardiologist <laughs> that shares your passion for hockey. What are the odds of that? Dr. Sean Levchuk is your cardiologist. And he is the head of pediatric surgery, heart surgery at a local hospital. And you get to go see him. And do you ever talk about your heart or do you just talk about hockey with him? <laughs> we just talk about hockey more than my heart most of the time. It's <laughs> Yeah, that's, all, that's practically all we talk about. But he's been pretty special in your life, hasn't he? Yes. Did you ever get a chance to play hockey with him or skate with him? Well, yeah, once. Well, I was I was starting, I was just learning how to skate, and he came on the ice right as I was about to leave the ice. I think he was like a special guest that that I didn't know was coming. Wow. Oh. wow. Now I heard that he has a special phrase, a hockey phrase, that only a hockey guy would know that he talks to you about right as you're leaving, when he tells you that your heart's in good shape, what does he tell you about the ice? Oh, um, he always tells me that it's stacking up. Stacking up? <laughs> what does that mean? It, <laughs> hopeful thoughts that the ice will not melt. Oh, that's, I bet you you're the only person that has a cardiologist. <laughs> that leaves you with that message when you go and get a good <laughs> review with him, right? Yeah. It's tacking up. I love that. Now, I have to ask you, because you talk about your friend and you talk about your cousin, Michael, and I've seen pictures of you and Michael doing a lot of great things together, but I have to ask you a question. How did you ever let him start rooting for the wrong New York hockey team? I don't know. He just, he, like, he, he was just, he just had his thumb down. He, he just, he just loved, like, before hockey, he loved, he loved the colors of the American flag. So wow. that's where I'm assuming he liked the Rangers from. That's interesting. See, you guys, I, 
you're the only hockey fans that I've talked to that choose your teams by the colors. That's really, <laughs> I love it. And he did the same thing. Now, what makes him such a special friend to you too, besides everything else? Why is Michael so special? He came to a lot of um, Dr. Levchuk visits. He came to came to the hospital when I was in there. He always was like there for me. We always keep just like, we play sports together. We play all kinds of sports. And how important is that to you, Jack, as you go through medical stuff that sometimes can be a little tricky to have somebody that's as good a teammate as Michael is to you? How important is that? It, it's like, it's very important to me because we've known each other for a, a long time. So <laughs> I've got to, I know what he, I know what he does on the ice. I know his moves. <laughs> Wow. I've cracked your code. So you guys are good teammates. Yeah. On and off the ice. And who's your other friend that, that's part of the, the hat trick of of guys <laughs> that like hockey? What's his name? Not Dr. Wefchuk. Oh, I thought one. you had another friend that was like Michael's. Yes. Name. Yeah. It, his name is Thomas. He's he said we also like the Rangers. <laughs> so it's stuck with that. What can you do? That's hard. But at least I think the next couple of years between the two New York teams, we're going to have some of the most exciting games, regular season games that we've ever had or in like 20 years, probably. So that's going to be great. Yeah. Now, there was somebody else that I wanted to talk to you about that he's your he was your uncle. And obviously you never met him because uh, your uncle, Michael Kiefer, was a hero FDNY firefighter who gave his life on 9-11. I want to know what has your family told you about your uncle and how does his memory inspire you? Um, so his memory um, inspired me to do most of the stuff that I am doing today. He wasn't that big into sports, surprisingly, which I don't know where I got that from then. The uh, only sport... He, he really liked swimming, so I got I got my swimming from him. So the memories that he that my family told me about him, he was very he was a very like nice a nice a nice person. I heard he was an ocean lifeguard too. Yes, um, he loved he loved to he loved to surf as well. Yeah, well he would he would have loved to to surf today because they got yeah. about ten foot waves. <laughs> on Long Beach today, so he would have been in his glory. Although if he was a lifeguard today, he would have been pulling people out of the water because they were getting caught in riptides. Yep, I was, I get my bravery from him as well. Well, that's good because you know what? He he's a hero and and he'll always be in your life as somebody who you can emulate, you know. When when the going gets tough, you think about your uncle Michael. And you think about what a hero he was to so many people. And he'll always be that hero in your life. And you're very lucky to have somebody that was so special, you know, in your family. So I, I'm, I'm just yeah. impressed that you have that. So I have, you've already, you're only 10. That's yeah. unbelievable. You have accomplished already so much in your life. I want to know what's next on the Super Jack bucket list. 
Um, the next thing that I really want to do is <laughs> this is probably probably isn't surprising, but definitely to get season tickets for the Islanders because. So I want to know. This is the toughest question I'm going to ask you today. Okay, it's the toughest one. <laughs> you have your choice. Are you going to grow up to be a pro hockey player or uh, FDNY fireman? So it, it's definitely a hockey player. But when I was younger and I first got out of the hospital, it was definitely a um, firefighter because me and my cousin just loved to play. Like we just acted out firefighting and then and then I got into hockey. So now I'm just I really like to play hockey. So as we're talking to a lot of kids today, Jack that are in the hospital right now and going through some tough times and you've gone through some tough times in your life. Do you ever have a day when you just don't feel like smiling or you don't feel like going back to the hospital? And if you do, how do you motivate yourself to go back? Well, first of all, I never want to go back to the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> that That's granted. Um, but the, my motivation is mostly sports. They keep me healthy and they just keep me happy and smiling. Now, I understand that you have a saying that says, I have half a heart, but twice the fight. That's such a great message to convey to kids, no matter what they're going through, right? Mm -hmm. What does that mean to you when you say, I have half a heart, but I have twice the fight? Because I'm doing, I'm doing, I, with half a heart, I'm doing most of the stuff that a, that a, a kid with a full heart could do right now, if not, maybe more. <laughs> you know, but he's really the mayor of our office and he brings so much life and so much enthusiasm and so much energy. And, uh, you know, the beautiful thing about taking care of kids is when you have someone like Jack, you know, you feed off his energy. It energizes you because, you know, and he's just an amazing, he's an amazing kid and, you know, amazing family. And, you know, they, the, you know, the, what did, what did Rambo say? The mind is the best weapon. That boy's mind is so strong and he's just, he's just not going to be denied. He's doing his thing and he's loving it. And we look at his echo cardiograms every couple of months and I see him, I'm like, his, his heart's in better shape than all of us put together. It's an amazing kid. Thank you.